What's up, everybody? It's your boy Andreas. And if you have not, go ahead and download that Bank Out Radio Show app. We have more content coming on it and a lot of other features as well, along with, you know, listening to the music that's played 24-7-365 worldwide. But also, if you've been following the Facebook page or the YouTube channel, Bank Out Radio Show, we have the Ugly Side of Entrepreneurship coming real soon, launching in February. So make sure you're locked in to those pages so you'll be able to view that. The other side of entrepreneurship, we're diving into 10 different entrepreneurs, entrepreneur stories and talking about the stuff that didn't work. So, you know, just trying to bring something new to y'all. Keep on, you know, supporting, showing the love. You know, y'all also can sub- sub- subscribe and donate to this podcast via Anchor. So, you know what I'm saying? Y'all make sure y'all keep chasing our dreams and doing what you do, and we keep doing ours. I'm trying to, um, what is it? I think I was, I think we're in a couple of Facebook groups or something like that, and that's how I reached out to you. Yes, it's the, the Black Business Owners of Atlanta Facebook group. That's what it was, yeah. So I've been making it. Um, right. And I've been expanding my reach um, to Atlanta and to Warner Robins and all these other places, whatever. But uh, for everybody out there who's already tuned in, I want you to give a little background about yourself. And we're going to get into all these uh, fantastic things that you are doing. Okay, sure. So my name is Tamla Strands. I am based in Atlanta, Georgia, in the Buckhead area. Uh, I am a a web developer, but um, I don't do just websites. I do a a plethora of things whether it comes to uh branding making sure that uh your your digital footprint is being established online or if you are a master in an industry and you like to create a course I'm a course developer as well along with a um, marketing funnel creator as well so what we do is we uh we create your marketing funnel and then we connect it to we directly connect it to your um, your course so that whenever your students sign up, that goes from point A to point Z. <laughs> yeah, as it should. So we'll get you into that. And then also, uh, I don't think you're a native of Atlanta, are you? No. Um, so I grew up in Pensacola, Florida. Okay. I was born in Mississippi, but my parents moved us to Pensacola, Florida when I was four, when I was four years old. That's like the Panhandle area? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Panhandle area. And then 13 days after, well, no, 11 days after after high school graduation, I went straight into the military, into the Marines, and I stayed in, in the military for a while until I decided I wanted to be a full-time entrepreneur. So I had to make a choice because, you know, the when you're in the military, you have obligations and things, they get, it gets in the way sometimes. It was a very tough choice because I love the military. I did not want to get out. They provided a nice life for you, stability, yeah. and <laughs> I'm like, uh, a lot you, more stable than being in a ring. Yes, yes. So. Don't mind my stuff. <laughs> you can just like see my office right now. Um, okay, so wow, just uh, just the. the want to backtrack to the military real quick just you like jumping into the marines i'm like i've heard that was like the toughest branch to get into and i know a couple of marines as well um is, is that like true or 
So I would like to say this. I, uh-huh. I feel like a lot of people say that the Marines is the toughest, but I, I don't think it is. I, I would mm-hmm. like to say that though the military that's overseas, the Korean military or um, the, the Pakistani military, mm-hmm. that their their military is is tougher than ours. Like, oh, um, wow. like they 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 actually they get physical with their mm-hmm. military, but in American military. Uh, you get in trouble. You're not. You can't get physical with each other. You're supposed to more. It's more of like a brotherly love type of mm-hmm. type of camaraderie here in the in the United States. But in my opinion, it really depend, depends on the person. I was very athletic mm-hmm. um, coming coming out of high school, so um, mentally it can be tough on depending on who the individual is. But I don't think it's it's tough. It's not tough. It's, to me, it was fun. It was a fun time for me. Okay, so how long were you in the military until you decided to go like full time entrepreneurship? So I was in, I did 13 years in the military. Okay. And then I wanted to open a restaurant. And that was the toughest thing I've ever done in my life. It was a learning experience. <laughs> so uh, did you have any uh, restaurant experience prior to one open one or? No, I did it. <laughs> I, I, I hopped right into it. Yeah, so I'm sure, like you know, you get um, because even with your uh, businesses now, you get a lot of people who have aspirations to do business, and they probably want to jump into an industry that they have like no experience in whatsoever. And I'm sure you yeah. guide them in a different direction than I trying was, to make this type of choice. I was kind of young and dumb, and I was just super motivated, and I just wanted to do it. And I did it, and it was a yes. What kind of restaurant was it? So it was it was more of like a, a beach food restaurant. So you know burgers, okay. hot dogs, but it was with a spin. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if you remember, if you're familiar with something called Nathan's Hot Dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness, so, those hot dogs are delicious. Yes. So in um in New York, <laughs> hot dogs. They have Coney Island in New York, and they uh-huh. serve, they serve Nathan hot dogs. So I wanted to open a restaurant where you can put the toppings on a different on the hot dog. So you got the New York style, the mm-hmm. Chicago hot dog, the Hawaiian hot dog. We can't we came up with the mac mac and cheese hot dog for the kids. Oh, wow. With the little sliders. And mm-hmm. um it was a great concept. They loved it. It was it's just that unless you have a strong team, mm-hmm. myself was it was it's not enough. Yeah, it's not. Yes. So what uh, what uh, led you to the path of web development and marketing? And like I also saw, because one of the things that stuck out with me is that your uh, overhead post, or however you call it, the header on your page, where the Shopify and the amount of money, I guess, was that something that you did for a client or was it something that you did for yourself? Yes, I did it, I did it for a client. So uh, all of my, well, most of my clients make more money than me. So. so you, made a, a quarter million dollars for a client in a, like almost a month uh during black friday yes oh wow well congrats. congratulations you. to you doing that thank you <laughs> is this uh that's not an easy thing to do so tell us about that transition of you know going so, that i have always been into computers all my life Okay. And um, my dad, he gave he, he. Do you remember those big, uh, bulky Apple computers back in the day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ones all those different colors and stuff. That actually was a flop for Apple. Yes, floppy disk, <laughs> floppy disk. So my dad, my dad, he supplied us with one of those, and 
ever since we had a computer in, in the house, my eyes were just stuck, stood uh, glued to the computer screen. And I, mm-hmm. it just opened so many doors to education. We had the little Encarta encyclopedia disc that came with it, the CD-ROM, and I would just learn so much stuff. I learned about airplanes mm-hmm. and how to check the rudders, how to do rudder, rudder checks and all kinds of stuff. And mm-hmm. so um, it really just stuck with me. It was, it's just a natural um, uh, skill that always stuck with me throughout my life. So whenever I, as I got older and I tried to delve into different industries, I, I always ended back up at computers. Somebody mm-hmm. always um, shot, shot me a text message or an email like, hey, tell me, can you help me out with my with some software or some hardware or my website. Well, yeah, I got you. And so, you know, when that happens and you do a great job and you provide very good customer service, word of mouth spreads like wildfire. Fire. Mm-hmm. So um, years back, I decided to offer, I put an offer on Facebook. I said, I would like, I would like to build people's websites for $75. And this is around Thanksgiving time. This is oh, right, wow. a couple of days before Thanksgiving. So about 10, it was either 10 to 18 people, they wanted they wanted it. And so I spent my whole Thanksgiving and I, I didn't sleep the whole day. I spent 24 hours knocking out these simple websites. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it started. It, um, my name started going around like, hey, this girl will build your website for $75. And then I, and then I was able to start raising my price little by little by little. Mm-hmm. And then connections started, started to happen here in Atlanta and mm-hmm. um, someone connected me to uh, influencers and celebrities and um, there's this one lady's house um, she wanted me to teach computer classes to her her kids mm-hmm. so when I so she, she she gave me her address and I showed up at her house and when I showed up her house was gigantic like gigantic I was like this is not a normal house either mm-hmm. she's a celebrity or she's rich or what's going on mm-hmm. and she was a very humble person very humble lady so she didn't even tell me that she was a celebrity she didn't even say anything and so um uh ever ever since then she started connecting me with other individuals she's a very sweet lady and uh, she actually owns uh touched by angel beauty school in jonesboro um georgia and so and we're still very connected to to, Mm -hmm. to today and so um that's how it all started wow that's what's up um <clears throat> so I've, I've been going through your uh, post that you uh hosting <laughs> I, I love it <laughs> uh it seems like you know you're, you're saying a lot of friction stuff um <laughs> there was one that you posted the other day um what was it i, don't know, I was uh, looking at it oh yeah okay so do you want to be an entrepreneur <laughs> no you don't <laughs> If you wake up after 10, the day is already wasted. And then you, you you go on and stuff like that or whatever. So what has been your journey and seeing that, you know, you're doing this full time and there's a lot of people who want to do entrepreneurship full time, mm-hmm. you know, and some who are aspiring or, you know, they're part time right now, or whatever, or treating it like a hobby. Um, do you, uh, I imagine it's the same thing, like anywhere with entrepreneurship, and especially, in, I'm sure, in our community. Are, are a lot of people in Atlanta just like half-assing it right now? Yes, I agree with that. I agree with that statement. And let me, I would like to 
explain uh-huh. more about that. Let me tell you, yeah. like more more detail about that because I'm uh-huh. I don't mean that in any offensive way at all. Mm-hmm. Because what really stems from that is fear. A lot of people are mm-hmm. fear. They don't yeah. the fear of fear of the unknown, fear of failure. That is mm-hmm. the number one thing that people have is fear. And so they stay in a little box or they they create a cap on themselves. Mm-hmm. So they only make it to a certain level and then they get comfortable there. Like, oh, okay, I feel really good right now. This is comfortable. I'm, I don't want to take it to the next level. So they stay there. Mm-hmm. And so I would also like to say that as an entrepreneur, I never want to glorify entrepreneurship. I like to glorify being a CEO. There's a difference between a CEO and being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Being an entrepreneur sucks most of the time because you work too much. You work too many hours. Sometimes relationships end because the attention is not there because you're so mm-hmm. focused on a goal. But once you make it to that CEO level, mm-hmm. now you have people set in place to work for you so you can have more time to spend with your loved ones, your family. So that's the ultimate goal. But you mm-hmm. gotta go through the you gotta go through the the steps first to be an entrepreneur, to figure out who you are as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and then move into the CEO part of um, being self-employed. Do you see where? <clears throat> so I've been doing entrepreneurship since 2005 and full time since 2013. Um, so like you know. I work just like you work on, uh, I have to work to, you know, make money or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's other things like multiple businesses and stuff like that. So there's like one business I have where I don't even have to be there much in order to get paid. Oh, good. Um, Passive? The, huh? Passive? Uh, it, well, in the sense that, you know, yeah, the people, whatever I got working for me, they do their jobs or whatever I get oh. paid off my work. Okay. So, you know, um, there's a, a lot of people who jump into it, I think, for the wrong reasons, and they just see what's glamorized. Um, are y'all, uh, do you see that experience as well, being in you know, Metro Atlanta? Uh, I would like to say 50-50, because I have met a, a good amount of people that truly puts in the work. They, they put in the work. Mm-hmm. The other 50, they're either brand new entrepreneurs, and then, and then whenever they finally get a little taste of entrepreneurship they, they kind of like back up like I don't know what I got myself into but I don't mm-hmm. want to do this anymore so now you have to you know they have to find a job or, or go back to what they were doing but it, that mm-hmm. is definitely definitely not for everyone okay um so when you do find you know those businesses that you cater to or you're going after as far as prospects for like you know marketing web development and you know creating uh, sales funnels and all that do they truly understand like marketing and what all it takes to market their business, or do you have to really educate them in order to understand the value that you bring into them? Yes, marketing really has to be explained to people because um, I feel like a lot of people think they understand marketing, but they don't, or maybe they only understand a certain level of marketing. They don't understand. And and then also marketing changes every three years. The Mm same methods back then, sometimes some of them are obsolete, they don't work anymore. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, uh, my traditional marketing, you know, is down by the wayside. Um, like the old creating reality shows and stuff like that. That's how they sell ads now. But like, ain't nobody running like you know ads in new newspapers, <laughs> whatever. That's or at least, yeah. mm-hmm, you know, absolutely. Like and they, they also don't tell people the truth about 
uh, traditional ways of marketing either like with radio and TV as far as like salespeople what I've witnessed um, they don't say that first of all you need to run a six-month campaign and then re-up it because um, it takes about that long for it to really penetrate the audience yes um, and if you know some people are buying ads but their ad is being played at like five o'clock in the morning and it's not fitting your consumer base mm-hmm. then you know you just wasted money um so you uh specialize in shopify is that yeah. um, okay so tell us the uh benefits of having a your uh, business on shopify especially when it comes to like you know these products and okay. if someone came to you what would you be able to do with their shopify website okay so it really depends on first we have to determine if their product is marketable do people mm-hmm. want it because um, I would hate for people to think that just because you get a Shopify website that you're going to make great sales. Um, I highly recommend doing something called a demographic analysis to see what's trending. What are people super responsive to? Before the TikTok boom and the the, the recent YouTube boom, um, ring lights. Ring lights were not sold in Walmart. They were not sold in local stores. The only way you could get a ring light is if you were to go to Amazon and, and order one. Mm-hmm. So I found this Chinese warehouse, thanks to Facebook, and turns out in, uh, in Duluth, they had these pallets and pallets of ring lights. And so I was like, let me help y'all sell these ring lights. So we mm-hmm. got we sold all the ring lights and um, this was during uh, the pandemic. So um, Amazon had a hard time shipping the ring lights to the United States. So we kind of mm-hmm. cornered the market for a couple of months. So um, that was a pretty awesome opportunity right then and there. But um, as for Shopify, first, you, you need to make sure that whatever you're selling, it needs to be, uh, do, do people want it? Mm-hmm. And then after that, Shopify provides these tools for your store that makes people want to buy. It makes the customer journey easier. It makes them feel comfortable to, to purchase. And it also makes them I'm happy enough to bring them back again and again, especially the email marketing. The email marketing is so sophisticated these days for Shopify. Mm-hmm. The, the email marketing program knows how how old your um your your traffic visitors are. It knows where they're where they're from. It collects mm-hmm. their emails, their phone numbers. It knows um, it tracks how many products that they looked at on your website. So mm-hmm. for example, if a person came to your website and they clicked on your product five times or seven times, that means that they're interested, but something is, Keeping them they're not mind. buying, they're not buying it for some reason. They want it, but they're not buying it. Whether they want a discount code or maybe the discount code isn't working and it needs mm-hmm. to be fixed or they want, they, maybe they want free shipping. So that's where you go in and you test out these different um, email marketing to see, to see what will make people buy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And okay. this technology helps you determine that. Yeah. Um, so if someone wanted to, you know, I'm like, I, I haven't used Shopify. I know other people who have. I do like, you know what I'm saying, have my own website and collecting information and stuff like that. But I think I also pay for stuff more than what somebody else would do. Because uh, I know that, you know, at the end of the day or whatever, if I can, like, capture, you know, the email and... You know, have my own program that I use where I can send out coupon codes and stuff like that, whatever. I can do all that stuff myself. Um, and the proper margins is higher because I ain't got nobody else 
digging in my pocket. Um, are you able to provide like, you know what I'm saying, like a la carte services like that as well? Or say someone want to do it on their own? Yeah, so I, uh, I have a, a website that allows people to go in and um, sign up for coaching as well. So if they would like one-on-one coaching, and they would like to learn everything themselves so they won't have to hire other people to do it for them. I offer that. Mm-hmm. Or um, they can uh, bring on my team to do it for them because um, it's more than just email marketing. You, you mm-hmm. have to know how to look at the analytics. Mm-hmm. You have to know how to look at your numbers. What, is, what, what are the majority of people doing on your website? Mm-hmm. So um, how do you uh, say your team and stuff? So... I imagine um, probably what four or five people, something like that. Five. As as five. Okay, so you including five, or is all of y'all five? It's including me, five. Okay. Um, how do you feel, or you know, how is it for you now to be in the position of you know CEO and delegating and responsible for you know other people's livelihood, as opposed to you know, when you was doing it yourself, it was just you. Mm-hmm. It's a different type of pressure. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because, honestly, bluntly put, um, good help is hard to keep. Yeah. So um, whenever someone on the team gets kind of comfortable, um, things start to lack. And then, you know, uh, a lot of things these days, we, we operate off of deadlines and mm-hmm. um, I don't like to go back to the customer and give them bad news. Like, uh, I'm sorry, we couldn't do this because so-and-so couldn't hold up their, their side. So it's I would like to say it's just, a, it's a different level of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, how long did it take you to get to that point to where you can actually hire folks? Uh, this is actually recent because um, I was always afraid that people would not work as hard as I would work. So I would just rather do it myself, but mm-hmm. that's impossible. You have to have a team. There's only one me and it's only 12 hours in a day and we have to have sleep. You have mm-hmm. to sleep. It's so important. You do. Uh, yeah. Uh, the thing about like people working as hard as you, I don't think anybody else would work as hard as you. Um, just like, I feel like within my business, for businesses, no one's gonna work as hard as me because we're vested in it emotionally, financially, all these other things that other people don't have to, um, you know, invest in. But I do feel that if I can get someone to work as half as hard as me, then I can work with that. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, it's a job for them. I'm like, you know, whatever the buy-in and the tie-in, it only goes so far. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're not going to be there to like, you know, the very end or whatever because as soon as like you said a good or a better opportunity for them comes along the jumping ship and you know statistics are showing that nowadays anyway people have uh, multiple uh, jobs excuse me or they have multiple careers and they don't Absolutely. do what you know people did back in the 40s 50s 60s or whatever and stay out of business for like 30 years and then retire mm-hmm. um how do you navigate the ever-changing marketing arena and with uh, website development because I'm like it's always changing so mm-hmm. how do you stay you know ahead of the curve or within the parameters of new technology and all that Google News <laughs> they subscribe to Google News they are normally the first 
platform that sends out a notification that, hey, we have a new software coming out. And I get so excited. I'm so excited because um, every time technology evolves, mm-hmm. uh, marketing gets better and better. And it's, it's sometimes it's scary. It's scary. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, I'm a big technology person. I'm, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of, even even myself, I'm, I'm kind of I'm shocked sometimes to see what tech technology is doing now, like um, geofencing mm-hmm. and uh, the ability for your, your phone to know all this information about you. That's mm-hmm. how that's how ads work mm-hmm. because because of your phone. Yeah, well, I tell people we we pretty much gave up any uh, perceived perception of privacy that we think we have anyway, because uh, all the companies have it. Um, like I can be on my phone talking about something that seems like an ad for that pull up, mm-hmm. um, and then you know I'll click on one particular ad and then or it won't even be an ad. It would be um, some piece of content that's not an ad like a video or something like that that someone else did. And then here's an ad for this particular service being talked about in that uh, piece of content. So I'm like, you know, at this particular point, I'm like, it is what it is. I'm like, I don't uh, see us going back as like a society because we want the convenience. And I'm like, you know, I don't want nothing, you know, I don't want like private conversations is being recorded and put out there or whatever. But at the same time, <laughs> it's just like a, you know, this other side of the coin. We don't really have to think about um, where can I find this particular company to satisfy this need that I have at this particular time. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have but, iPhone or Android? I got iPhone. Okay, so uh, I'm not sure if you are familiar with the the last uh, iOS update that came out. Mm-hmm. Like it was a uh, it was all over the news. So uh, the, in, in attempts to protect the consumers better, mm-hmm. so that um. If you don't want your information out there, you don't have to have your information out there. And and Apple is trying to protect that for people. You know, uh, I get it or whatever, but at the same time, I don't really care anymore. Because right. uh, everything is accessible. Like if one, if you can't get people's information from one thing, you can get it from something else. Right. And with all these apps, because they're free and we're not paying for them, we give up that pr- that privacy anyway. And it's in the, uh, what is it, the terms of agreements and all that. Oh, <laughs> lost connection. Uh, let's see if we can get her back, y'all. Uh, just hold on for real quick. If uh, anybody out there, why this is, um, no, why I'm waiting for uh, Tamila to uh, log back in. If you have not, go ahead and download the Bank That Radio Show app. Um, I'm like, it's not tracking your information. Now, of course, I want you to like put in some information for the different clubs that we do and different awards and stuff like that. But I'm like, I ain't, ain't about tracking nothing. Um, and then also, you know, keep supporting. Um, if you do not know, you can uh, support by giving stars. Stars are uh, with Apple Pay. So if you have iPhone devices, you can send stars to all the videos that we upload. Um, that actually helps because Facebook does uh, send us the money and it's able to keep things like this going. I can go and find other guests. I can present more content to y'all. I can um, sign other uh, hosts to be able to do there and spotlight what they want to do. So definitely uh, want the support. Um, what else? We got a lot of different things coming out for 2023. So yeah, just you know, it's, it's a lot of stuff. And um, let's see, we're one, two, three, four, five, six interviews away from hitting a hundred so far. 
So we'll probably go ahead and knock it out before the end of the year. That way I can focus on some more stuff for next year. Um, and if there's anybody, you know, who uh, you want to uh, have interviewed, send them our way. You know, don't mind uh, interviewing um, folks and providing them an opportunity to come on to the platform. But, uh, let's see here. Let's see if I can get here to log back in. Alright, y'all. Let's see here. I'll, uh, I will continue this recording um, momentarily if I need to log back in. But if, oh, here we go. There we go. Yeah, uh, you're here to try to get me, huh? It sure did. I'm so sorry about that. It's, this it's, Mac. I, it's fine. I've been <laughs> doing this for like six years. So stuff like that happens. I just go to commercial break, you know. <laughs> I just start <laughs> talking to the audience. <laughs> Did this for a living. You know, I talk for a living. Um so yeah, I was saying that um what was that saying? Oh, uh, yeah, no, like we have access to all the information that we need in a way, and different platforms have it. So I'm like, I don't think anything is private anymore. Um, so do you, uh, okay, so are you the first? I normally ask this question uh, earlier on in the interview, but are you the first one in your family to like actually jump out there and start your own business and become successful? Or did you have any other uh, blueprints to follow? I'm not the first one. The first one in my family was actually my dad. Okay. So you had, uh, you got to see what, what did your dad do or does? He was a full-time entrepreneur. He, he, he too was actually military. He was in the army. Okay. But, um, he, I grew up in Pensacola, Florida and he, um, his company was, uh, his ABC fence company. He was known as the fence man. So, okay. He was so highly motivated about wanting to build fences for residents, commercial. Mm -hmm. And so he really built a name for himself because of the, the way that he treated his clients. Mm -hmm. So I guess you got to witness that uh, with like, you know, the second person's view or bird eye view or whatever. And did you think that actually motivated you and inspired you as a child to want to do entrepreneurship as, you know, an adult? It did. And you know what? It didn't even like, I didn't even realize it until later on how that really inspired me, how it, how it impacted me, just seeing him do that. Him waking up at four o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. uh, with no problem at all, eat some breakfast, and then he'll be out there be even before the sun mm -hmm. um, rises and he's throwing all those heavy fences off of Master Halco's truck. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes he would have 12 hour days, 14 hour days. Sometimes he would, he would be off whenever mm -hmm. he wants. Yeah. So, so um, what what's one thing that you love about being your own boss? And then also, what's one thing that you do not like about being your own boss? That's a great question. One thing that I love about being my own boss is setting my own uh, hours and there is no cap to my pay. There is no cap. So what's one thing that you don't like? One thing I do not like about being uh, my own boss is having to directly deal with difficult clients. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. So you don't like you know, conflict and stuff like that with the clients? I, I do not like conflict. I feel like if we are adults and there's something that's going wrong, let's communicate. I'm, a, I'm a big on resolving 
problems. So that, mm-hmm. that we don't need attitude. Um, we don't need, you know, angry tones and stuff like that. Let's just work it out. Let's work, work things out. So uh, what's something that you had to resolve like you know, recently or something that really stands out to you? Let's see. Um, web, so so um, I do websites, which is uh, my main thing, right? And so sometimes I get website clients that comes with the, their whole package ready to go. They have all their content ready, their pictures, and, and it, it can get done in one, in one day, one or two days. But mm-hmm. some clients, they they're very picky and um, they don't have all of their stuff all of the content ready which is fine I'm a very patient person and um, and I have a team as well and so sometimes the tone of their voice or their messaging can like come off kind of strong and and I who am I to say uh, well well ma'am you didn't have all your stuff ready to go so it's not my fault so I don't want I don't want to come off rude or disrespectful but although that yeah. is truth so I, I can't build your website if you can't give me your entire vision, you know? And so yeah. um, let's just continue to work, work around it and let's, let's, re, let's resolve it. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that you actually have web developer in your uh, handle right there, um, as opposed to just like website designer, designer because those are two different things. Um, I try to tell people, sometimes people will have a vision, but they need a web developer to think that they can get by with a website designer. Um, so I definitely love that. And if you want to elaborate any on that particular subject, you can. Definitely. Um, so a web developer is a person that integrates other platforms to make your website more lucrative. So mm-hmm. for example, automations. If, if you do not have automations on your website, for oh, uh, here's an example. Um, whenever someone uh, submits their information on the, on the form on your website, there needs to be something that kicks back automatically saying that, that, uh, that says, uh, uh, thank you for your submission or check your email for more information. It's, it's, the money is in the follow-up. If mm-hmm. there's no follow-up on your website, people are gonna go somewhere else. So that, that's where the developer part comes in. They, they uh, handle the integrations, mm-hmm. uh, any type of coding that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. The designers, they build, build a house. They make it look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they make it look pretty. Yes. When you walk in, you're like, okay, why is the kitchen over here when it should have been over yes. here? Yes. <laughs> or where's the kitchen at all? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I definitely understand. Yeah, I got a web developer down here for my app and for my website. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, have you gotten to the point to where your uh, the people who know you and your network, uh, whether it be friends, co-workers, whatever, or former co-workers, former military people who know what you're doing, they feel inspired and they've used your uh, or seen your story and they went out there and started their own business? Uh, yes. Yes. I've seen that happen um, a couple of times and I, and I love when that happens. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, okay, so what would be um, what would be the best piece of advice that you can give an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur who's just starting out, or even somebody in their first second year or so? I would like to say to is to um, I highly advise getting a mentor or sign up for classes. 
And I don't mean college classes. I mean classes from a well-known entrepreneur that actually knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Because uh, college courses and um, programs, they sometimes they don't, they don't change for like 10 years. And entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. it changes every year. So um, a mentor or sign up for uh, the classes of an someone that's already a successful entrepreneur so that you won't have to spend so many years banging your head against the wall trying to figure out entrepreneurship. That's what's up. Uh, anything we left out? Anything that you want to talk about that we have not talked about? Uh, let's see. Um, I think we, we touched on pretty much everything. Just um, just all, just keep in mind that entrepreneurship is not easy. Uh, I have this post that's pinned to the top of my Facebook uh, account that says, entrepreneur is not a fairy tale it's an animal <laughs> <laughs> i like that <laughs> it's not a fairy tale actually i got a uh selfish plug right here i got a show that i'm working on it's called the Ugly side of entrepreneurship um i've been shot like 10 episodes of it so far and we'll put it out next year i think a lot of people are really going to resonate with it i don't like how entrepreneurship and its entirety is being treated like a product where all these different shows are using like success stories but not really telling the way to get to those six stories and everything that failed in between because like, there's a lot of failures that we experience before right. we see the uh, successes mm -hmm. um so for anybody out there and people like to go back and watch the interviews and stuff that as well um any uh, social media handles or websites you want to give out to help you can contact you sure Yes, my Instagram handle is Tamla Strands. Uh, my TikTok is uh, Tamla Strands. My Facebook is Tamla Strands. Uh, if you just go to Google and type in Tamla Strands, I have a very strong digital uh, footprint out there. Yep. And um, one more thing that I would love to, to touch on is I, uh -huh. I hope that, that someone invents one day or comes out with is um, therapy for entrepreneurs. Hmm. I, I have a, uh, I have a, a counseling business that I'm in a uh, partnership with my wife and my mother-in-law. Mm -hmm. Actually, might have to tell them about that. I never did, I haven't even thought about that because yeah. I'm like, we need it. Mm -hmm. like, I, I, I like, I advocate for therapy all the time. <laughs> so, cause you know, I've seen that. I'm like, we've had that business for like 12 years now. So I understand the importance of mental health, but specifically, for entrepreneurs because and i'm sure you get this too you can't talk to just anybody about entrepreneurship mm. it has to be someone actually experiencing the successes that you experience in the failures to be yeah. able to relate to you um and even like the the newbies or whatever they don't they haven't gotten enough um experience or skin in the game yet to be able to you know have those uh with a trial by fire and stuff like that so that's that's definitely something. I'm gonna have to uh, have to let them know that. Yes, it, it, like I feel like um, no one really does that yet. But uh, once that starts, I, I really feel like that's the beginning of a wildfire that might happen because mm -hmm. so many entrepreneurs are struggling mentally. But they won't. Sh of course, they're not gonna show it. They're not gonna tell mm -hmm. the world. But it's needed. It is. Well, ma'am, Miss Strands, I definitely appreciate you taking the time out your busy day to do this interview um i'm definitely uh gonna keep following your posts i, I, I found them hilarious okay <laughs> <Entertaining>. <laughs> mm -hmm. but i understand though 
like I said, I've been doing this. Shoot, it'd be what? Nine, it's nine years tomorrow. I mean, not tomorrow, next month or something when I quit my full-time job and never look back. Oh, wow. Congrats. Yeah. yeah, and I had, uh, at the time, I think I had five or six kids. Can't remember. Yeah, well, I got eight now, so it doesn't even matter. Um, but yeah, wife, six kids, all that stuff. Breadwinner for the family. Now we're going to jump into entrepreneurship. And both of us are entrepreneurs now. Oh, good. Time. Um, and my kids, you know, my, I, I call them sets. So my first set got to see me work a little bit or whatever, then transition. The second set, they never see me like, quote unquote, work. Because huh. <laughs> I'm always there picking them up from school, dropping them off at home and all that stuff, whatever. Um, and they just know that, you know, they get to go to these different locations, whatever they have access to. But definitely thank you for your time. Um, wishing much more success. And I'd definitely love to like do this in the future and see where you go. Thank you. Thank you for your time as well.